We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go! Episode 721 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Friday, December 15th, 2023. And before Commanders head coach Ron Rivera gets fired, is Los Angeles Chargers head coach Brandon Staley about to get fired? Brandon Staley, a champion of analytics, a member of the movement that we espouse on this podcast a bunch. Uh, His Chargers got ravaged (laughs) on Thursday night football, a 63-21 loss at the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, I said 63-21. The Raiders, led by interim head coach and former Redskins linebacker Antonio Pierce, uh, they on Thursday night tripled up the Chargers. Uh, this just four days after a 3 nothing home loss for the Raiders to the Minnesota Vikings. The score at the half on Thursday night was Raiders 42, Chargers nothing. Brandon Staley, boy. You know, Brandon Staley, a man who once worked for James Madison. Did you know that? Uh, he was the Duke's defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for the 2014 season. Hello and welcome to this Friday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Well, Brandon Staley, prior to being hired as Chargers head coach in January 2021, was the Los Angeles Rams defensive coordinator for the 2020 season. We this Sunday have the 4-9 commanders at the 6-7 Rams in this week 15 of the NFL's 2023 regular season. Next segment, a lot on commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and quarterback Sam Howell off comments from Eric at his pre-practice press conference on Thursday afternoon. Eric was asked about the uncertainty with the team given the big-time football operations change that we're all anticipating. Also got asked about being a head coaching candidate. You'll hear what he had to say, uh, Eric also discussed how things have gone this season and where Sam Howell is at as a quarterback. You will hear Eric's response to the question of if he has seen enough to determine what Sam can be as an NFL quarterback. There may be no more important question regarding Sam than that one. Uh, and then after all of that, I will present to you my rhyming keys for Commander's Rams, but 
in a proper way, I will give you rhyming keys for Sam Howell playing well and a commander's loss. <laughs> okay, uh, you know the deal. What I want with the Commanders, what I know so many of you want with the Commanders over their final four games this regular season is for Sam to play well and make it so that he is the team's QB1 moving forward, but also for the team to lose each game. This is a tricky balancing act, no doubt, but I am done with hoping and yearning for the Manders to win games this season. There's just no point. So let us climb the spots in the 2024 NFL Draft. Rhyming keys for Sam Howell playing well and a commander's loss <laughs> coming up, and I'll give my prediction for the game as well. Also on the show, we'll talk Capitals. Uh, they on Thursday night did get a point, but they really should have gotten two points. A uh, 4-3 shootout loss at the Philadelphia Flyers in a game in which the Caps blew a 2-1 third period lead and a 3-2 third period lead. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Yeno on my birthday being this past Wednesday, December 13th, writes Yano, continued success with the pod. Hope that you had a great birthday. And maybe you'll get your wish of your commanders losing the rest of their games and getting a high draft pick. By the way, do you know that you share your birthday with Mrs. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift? <laughs> uh, thank you, Yano. Uh, yeah, I actually did know that. Uh, Taylor and me, Tay-Tay and me, both born on December 13th. Jamie Foxx also was born on December 13th. I'll take that, sharing a birthday with both Tay-Tay and Jamie Foxx. Good company in which to be. Uh, email from Joel Charney on what we talked about at length on Thursday's show, episode 720, Monumental Sports and Entertainment, founder, chairman, principal partner, and CEO, Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin on Wednesday morning announcing the agreement for a new arena in the Potomac Yard area of Alexandria, Virginia for Capitals and Wizards home games beginning with the team's 2028 2029 seasons. Writes Joel, hi Al, hope you're fine and looking forward to the holidays. Thanks as always for your excellent podcast. I've really been enjoying the frequent guests this fall. Uh, thank you, Joel, continues Joel. For me, the Caps and Wizards moving to Virginia is pretty stunning. I admit that I am not a Washington, D.C. lifer, having only moved here for professional reasons in 2000, and my hockey loyalties do lie with the hated Penguins. But this whole thing seems wrong, especially for the Wizards. Basketball is an urban game. Think the Palestra, Madison Square Garden, the Boston Garden, even the Staples Center is in L.A., not in some suburb. Maybe D.C. leadership blew it with Ted Leonsis, but on the contrary, maybe Ted is just another greedy owner. <laughs> he will build his palace in Alexandria, but will the people come, especially for the Wizards? I have my doubts. In any event, tough day for my hometown, without a doubt. Uh, thank you for the email, Joel. I hear you. Uh, but let's be honest now, okay? People have not been coming for the Wizards at Capital One Arena in D.C. The Wizards for this NBA regular season as of games through Wednesday were dead last in the league in percent capacity attendance for home games, 80.3. The Wizards for last NBA regular season were dead last in the league in percent capacity attendance for home games, 84.1. The Wizards for the 2021-2022 NBA regular season were dead last in the league in percent percent capacity attendance for home games, 75.4. Now, I put 
all of this, much more on the terrible state of the Wizards and the bad job that Ted Leonsis has done as owner of the Wizards than I do on Wizards fans, of which I am one. But the team's home attendance over the last three seasons has been the worst in the NBA. Look, I think that more than one thing can be true here, and Joel hit on this in his email. Uh, yes, Ted Leonsis is moving Caps and Wizards home games from D.C. to Virginia for financial reasons. He's doing this for money. You know, a lot of people think that what Ted ultimately wants to do with Monumental is take it public. Uh, but also, yes, the D.C. government blew it with the Caps and Wizards. Uh, blew it from a standpoint of being asleep at the wheel with Ted's unhappiness with his situation at Capital One Arena. Blew it from a standpoint of being asleep on the possibility of Ted moving Caps and Wizards home games to Virginia. Blew it from a standpoint of, at least in the case of D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, seemingly being much more focused on getting the commander's next stadium to be in D.C. than on keeping the Caps and Wizards, uh, D.C. tenants for decades, happy. And blew it from a standpoint of allowing crime in the city to get out of control. Now, look, crime is a complicated issue, no question. And there are a lot of places in our country right now with crime problems. But how many of those places have what is happening in D.C.? I'll repeat the stats that I read on Thursday's show because I could not believe these stats when I came across them. Uh, I got them from the website for the Metropolitan Police Department of Washington, D.C., mpdc.dc.gov. These stats were as of midnight on Wednesday, year-to-year crime comparison. So where we were for 2023 as of midnight on December 13th, 2023, as compared to where we were for 2022 as of midnight on December 13th, 2022. Homicides in D.C. up 34%. Robberies in D.C. up 69%. Motor vehicle thefts in D.C. up 89%. Those numbers are shameful, man. Mayor Bowser and the D.C. government should be embarrassed by those numbers. Now, if Mayor Bowser gets the commander's next stadium to be in D.C., then that will be a big win for her, and that may well make up for losing the Caps and Wizards, assuming that that is in fact happening. Remember, them going to Virginia is not 100% done, but the framing of this situation by some, not by Joel, but by others, as, you know, evil Ted Leonsis is ripping Caps and Wizards home games away from D.C. Meanie pants, (laughs) Ted Leonsis is ripping Caps and Wizards home games away from D.C. Well, that's not the whole story. Mayor Bowser and the D.C. government in a variety of ways blew it with the Caps and Wizards. Well, I know someone who is not happy with Caps and Wizards home games leaving D.C. is the great Chris Nace. Uh, He is a huge D.C. sports fan. His and Matt Nace's Washington, D.C.-based family law firm, Paulson & Nace, has been a D.C. institution for years, was founded in 1979. And unlike the Wizards for their fans, (laughs) Paulson & Nace does excellent work its clients. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. As we like to say, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. 
Paulson and Nace is a law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace provides passionate advocacy on behalf of injury victims designed to help them and their families move forward after the most difficult of times. And Paulson and Nace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. In fact, Paulson and Nace was just named as part of U.S. News and World Report's Best Law Firms 2024 edition. But how about this by Paulson and Nace? Two verdicts versus Merrill Dow totaling $132 million. Yes, Paulson and Nace has taken on Big Pharma and won. Heck, Paulson and Nace has taken on the U.S. government and won. Bradley versus the United States of America. Paulson and Nace won a case for which the United States government had to pay nearly $1.8 million. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit PaulsonandNace.com. That's PaulsonandNace.com. Just don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Nace take care of your family. Hey, if you happen to be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, you can write a review of the podcast saying that you like the podcast. The review can be just a sentence or two. doesn't have to be long, but the reviews help out the podcast a lot. So thank you for taking the time to do them. Uh, the Commanders, uh, they are just a two and nine since their two and oh start to this regular season. They are at the 6-7 and seven Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. The commander's injury report for Thursday on offense, running back Brian Robinson Jr. on Thursday did not practice for a second consecutive day, uh, this due to the hamstring injury that he suffered in the commander's last game, the 45-15 loss to the Miami Dolphins at FedEx Field on December 3rd. Left guard Sadiq Charles for a second consecutive day was a full participant in practice. The commander's on Wednesday morning announced that they had opened the 21-day practice window for Sadiq, who has been on the reserve injured list since October 28th due to his problematic calf. You wonder if uh, he for this game at the Rams will be back as the commander's starting left guard. Center Tyler Larson on Thursday was a limited participant in practice for a second consecutive day due to a knee issue. Left tackle Charles Leno Jr. for Thursday afternoon's practice was listed as having a hip problem, but also as a full participant in that practice. He was not listed on the commander's Wednesday injury report. And tight end Curtis Hodges on Thursday did not practice for a second consecutive day due to his back. On defense, quarter Emmanuel Forbes Jr. on Thursday, a full participant in practice for a second consecutive day. He has been inactive for each of the commander's last two games due to an elbow injury. And edge defender James Smith-Williams on Thursday did not practice for a second consecutive day due to the hamstring injury that has had him inactive for each of the commander's last three games. Washington is in the midst of a four-game losing streak. What is the team's seventh 
regular season losing streak of at least three games over Ron Rivera's four seasons as the team's head coach. Washington in the 2020 regular season had a five-game losing streak. Washington in the 2021 regular season had two four-game losing streaks. The Commanders in the 2022 regular season had a four-game losing streak and a three-game losing streak. And the Commanders in this regular season have had a three-game losing streak. And now this current four-game losing streak. Washington over its four seasons with Ron Rivera as head coach has had seven different losing streaks each of at least three games. Let that sink in. We have endured a lot of losing. Uh, Commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. He on Thursday afternoon did a pre-practice press conference that started around 12, 10 p.m. Eric, of course, spent the previous 10 seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, He was their running backs coach for the 2013 through 2017 seasons. He was the Chiefs offensive coordinator for the 2018 through 2022 seasons. The Chiefs' worst regular season during Eric's time with the team was going 9-7 and (laughs) in the 2014 regular season. 9-7 and would be Washington's best regular season since 2015. Uh, This was Eric on Thursday afternoon on how he's handling the commander's bad season. Well, a 4-9 is tough. It's very tough. Not going to lie. It can emotionally eat at you. Uh, It can physically drain you. But (laughs) like everything, uh, I'm built for this because the thing that I always look at is what can we do better? How can I grow as a coach? How can I grow as a uh, communicator? How can I grow as a coordinator? But on top of that, what are some of the things that we need to do collectively as a staff to get our guys going in the right direction? So is it tough? Yes, it is tough. But this is a part of the business when you're trying to establish a culture of who you are and establish uh, a new way of doing things. Yeah, the commanders for this regular season aren't just 4-9. They also have the second-worst point differential in the NFL, minus 134. Eric Bieniemy at his Thursday afternoon press conferences this season has consistently been upbeat, but he is human, right? Uh, I mean, the commanders have lost their last two games by a combined score of 90-25. More from Eric on Thursday afternoon on how his experience as commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator has gone. It's, it's, it's been a great experience. Do you always want it to be better? Yes. Okay. Do you want to win? You, you, you got damn right. Okay. But sometimes without no bad luck, some of us wouldn't have any good luck at all because it forces you to look within. And once you look within, now you can help yourself to grow. You can't be afraid of being vulnerable and asking for honest opinions. So... That's the best thing about where we are today with me. And speaking of you, uh, what about you beyond this season? Uh, Massive change for Commander's football operations is coming. Uh, Ron Rivera is going to be fired. So many beneath him are going to be fired. The one major coach slash executive who has been viewed as maybe possibly being retained is Eric Bieniemy? Although right now, I'd say that it's far more likely than unlikely that he next season is working for another NFL team. Eric on Thursday afternoon on how much he thinks about his own future. As coaches, we have to live in the now. That's the only way that you can survive. You can't worry about what's taking place around you. The only thing that matters is today. I, I'm I, I got to make sure that I'm accountable to our coaching staff. I got to make sure that I'm accountable to our players. I got to make sure that I'm accountable to this entire organization. 
I can't worry about the outside noise and everything that's taking place. I got to make sure that today that we can go out and win on third down, making sure that I'm giving our guys the best chance of being successful on Sunday to go out and win. That's the only thing that matters. And then after that, we'll start thinking about the next opponent, which will be the Jets. <laughs> so, but you have to live in the now. If you're thinking about everything else, you can't get a job done if you're focused on all the things that are outside. I learned this a long time ago. Eliminate distractions. Has it been hard to live in the now this year? Not at all. Not at all. You deal with it. You accept it. It's reality. I mean, my bad, excuse my language. Uh, we are who we are. Okay? Can't change that. That's who we are. So now, what, am, what is my job? My job is to make sure that I can make it better. So right now, as we stand, we're 4-9. My job is to make sure that we can come out of this game and be 5-9. and nine. That's all that matters. Well, all of that is fine and dandy, uh, and that is the kind of answer that Eric Bieniemy should give, but heck yeah, he has thought about his future. How could he not? Uh, has Eric done a good enough job this season to warrant head coaching consideration? After all, that is why he's here, right? Eric's working for the commanders because they offered him an opportunity to have near total control of an offense as opposed to what had been the case for him as Chiefs offensive coordinator, him taking a backseat to head coach Andy Reid, who was the Chiefs' primary offensive play caller. Uh, the belief is that Eric Bieniemy has interviewed for 16 NFL head coaching jobs with 15 teams. He has not gotten a single one of those jobs. Now, remember, NFL insider Josina Anderson of CBS Sports, she, in a post on X on December 5th, wrote, quote, I'm told the Chicago Bears are expected to have interest in commander's assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, among others, with general knowledge that current HC Matt Eberflus is under evaluation with the team at four and eight per source. And quote, this was Eric on Thursday afternoon on if his approach to being a head coaching candidate has changed. And it hasn't changed at all. I've learned to live in the now, and that's the only thing that matters. I can't worry about tomorrow unless I take care of today. Now, can I plan for the future? Yes. I've already done a number of things that can help me moving forward, but this isn't about me. This is about us and our offense and our team making sure that we can do whatever we can, all right, to help us to finish the right way. And a part of that is making sure that we're taking care of business today that they have the right third down plan, the, the, the right goal line plan, and ensuring us that we can come away victorious. And again, that is the kind of answer that Eric Bieniemy should give. My thinking when the commanders hired Eric back in February was, hey, if he can just make the commander's offense respectable, that might be enough to finally get him an NFL head coaching job because Washington had not had a truly respectable <laughs> offense since the 2017 season. Well, Washington is having its best offensive season in years. If you go by rankings in yards per play and third down efficiency, which are two key offensive categories, the commanders for this regular season through week 14 were 18th 
in the NFL in yards per play. Washington has not finished a regular season 18th or better in the NFL in yards per play since the 2017 regular season. And the commanders for this regular season through week 14 were 17th in the NFL and third down efficiency. Washington has not finished a regular season 17th or better in the NFL and third down efficiency since the 2016 regular season. Eric Bieniemy is doing some good things with the commander's offense, but the team over its last two games has scored a total of just 25 points. Uh, Eric's press conference on Thursday afternoon was his first public session with reporters since what came out on December 6th, a lengthy piece co-authored by ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler and ESPN Commanders insider John Kime. The headline, quote, how the commanders reached the crossroads and what comes next, end quote. Uh, The piece, as you may recall, shed light on the problems that Commander's players have had with Eric Bieniemy. I read to you from that piece, quote, like the Chiefs, the Commanders have switched to a Monday off day during game weeks instead of the customary Tuesday. Some players, including team veterans and those with families, have not warmed to it. It's what Bieniemy wants, one player grumbled. Among the players' other issues early in the year, per team sources, was that afternoon offensive meetings frequently ran long and got in the way if players needed treatment. The enemy's initial concession was to allow players to use foam rollers on the floor of the meeting rooms to save meeting time for a team source. In recent weeks, the enemy has relaxed some of the demands, including shortening Wednesday practices from two hours to closer to an hour and a half. He's gotten better at respecting our time, one player told ESPN. As one chief source said of the enemy, he's demanding and he'll push people and he doesn't care if he ruffles feathers. That same chief source said many players in Kansas City needed that push, including quarterback Patrick Mahomes and tight end Travis Kelsey, end quote. Uh, Whether Eric the enemy as a leader as an administrator, as a unifier, is worthy of being an NFL head coach? I do not know. It's hard to assess him in those regards from the outside looking in. Although, to me, (laughs) some of these gripes from anonymous commanders players do make those players look soft. I mean, one player, quote, he's gotten better at respecting our time, end quote. (laughs) I mean, dude, get over yourself, okay? Uh, what we can assess is the production of Eric Bieniemy's commander's offense. And while this commander's offense certainly is not great, it is the best offense that the team has had since the 2017 season. And Eric deserves credit for that. Uh, also deserving credit for that is the commander's starting quarterback, Sam Howell. And we're going to talk about him in moments. But if you enjoy commander's conversation, always really good commander's conversation at BG Obsession. Dot com. Placate your burgundy and gold obsession at bgobsession.com. BG Obsession, or BGO, has been the home of the most knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate Washington fans on the web since 2009. BGO is a special place at which you can join your fellow fans for some smart football discussion, great contests, game day chats, and even lifelong friendships. So what are you waiting for? Visit and join BGO at bgobsession.com, home to your burgundy and gold obsession. Well, there's something fitting about us talking Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell 
with the Commanders' next game being at the Sean McVay head-coached Rams. Uh, Sean McVay, he, of course, used to be with Washington. Uh, He was a Redskins offensive assistant for seven seasons, 2010 through 2016, including being the Skins offensive coordinator for the 2014 through 2016 seasons. Uh, The last great offensive coordinator quarterback combo that Washington had was Sean McVay and <laughs> you know who uh, in the 2015 and 2016 seasons. Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell just may be the best offensive coordinator quarterback combo for Washington since Sean McVay and you know who. Uh, but there's still a lot to be determined. Principle among those things, how Sam does over the team's final four games this regular season. For all of the talk and debate about Sam Howell and is he a franchise quarterback? Is he not a franchise quarterback? Why are you calling him a franchise quarterback? How could you not call him a franchise quarterback? For all of that talk, here is the truth. Sam Howell has had a mixed season. That's the truth. That is the objective, unfiltered, non-biased, no-spin truth. How Sam does over the Commander's final four games this regular season will determine whether we end up viewing his 2023 season as good or bad. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on what he wants to see from Sam Howell over the Commander's final four games this regular season. Continue progression. Just continuing to grow as a leader, okay? Continue to grow as a player, uh, I basically told him he's beyond his, uh, <laughs> his first year status as a rookie because he's played a number of plays. But I also understand that sometimes he's going to look at things for the very first time and something's going to happen that has not happened before. So I also think about that and I'm very sensitive towards that. But I want to see him grow and continue as a leader. But on top of that, just watching his game progress. Uh, I think he has a good feel for the game, but we have to be better. All right. There's a number of things that he could be better at, but uh, that's something that we'll keep between us. But I know he's taking the necessary steps moving forward. So I'm excited about that. I thought that that was well put by Eric Bieniemy. Ultimately, what matters most with Sam Howell isn't what he is right now or even what his 2023 season ends up being. But what can he be? What is Sam's realistic ceiling? Is he a path? that is worthy of continuing to be traveled. Uh, Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on if he has seen enough from Sam Howell to determine what kind of an NFL quarterback he can be. I think he's put enough on tape to show you that he's a kid that, first of all, he's smart, okay? He learns from his mistakes. Uh, He's done a great job having pocket presence after having the issues at times. Uh, he does a great job of communicating with the guys up front. Do I like what he's done? Yes, I do. Obviously, in this league, you're measured by ones and losses. So we have to make sure that all that is reflecting in that column. But as a player, I'm very happy with his development and his growth process. Do we have a long ways to go? Yes, we do. But he's taking the necessary steps moving forward. And that's the excitement that really generates us as an offensive staff because he's growing every single day. Well, something that Sam Howell during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon said was that his bi-week studying of his season showed that he is at his best when he is making quick decisions on his dropbacks. Uh, this was Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on if he agrees 
with that assessment. I think Sam is at his best when the ball is coming out of his hands and it's being completed. So that's the thing that I enjoy. So regardless of whether it's coming out fast, whether it's coming out slow, as long as it's completed to our guys, okay, (laughs) that's all that matters. That's when he's at his best. But he's done a hell of a job, okay. He's done some good things. Obviously, he does a great job in our quick game stuff. The kid has shown tremendous growth. Uh, I'm pleased with where he is, but we also know that there's plenty of things that he can continue to improve upon. Well, statistically speaking, the worst defense that Sam Howell will face over the Commanders' final four games this regular season is the Rams' defense. Uh, The Commanders in each of their final three games of this regular season are facing a team that, through Week 14, ranked in the top five in the NFL in total defense per DVOA for this regular season. The New York Jets, number three. The San Francisco 49ers, number four. The Dallas Cowboys, number five. But the Rams for this regular season through week 14 were just 23rd out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per DVOA. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the approach for his offense for the rest of the Commander's regular season. Uh, you keep chopping wood every single day like we have all season long. We face some of the tougher defenses throughout the course of the season. And so he, we don't care the opponent. We don't care exactly what their stats are. I'm not concerned with numbers. The only thing that matters is what are we doing today? I told our guys, hey, yesterday, we have to learn to live in the now. The only thing that matters today is today is situational football. All right, we're going to take care of short yardage and goal line. We're going to take care of uh, our third down progression, third and two to 11 plus. We'll handle some base situations. Today, that's all that matters. The notes that our guys took in meetings are very important. The film that they're studying on this particular opponent are very important. All right, that matters today. That's all. Now we got to go out and execute and make sure that we're putting that product, that productivity on tape, showing that we can go out and apply it on Sunday. The Rams defensive coordinator is Raheem Morris, uh, who was the Skins defensive backs coach for the 2012 through 2014 seasons. The Rams defensive backs coach and defensive pass game coordinator is Aubrey Pleasant. Uh, He was a low-level assistant for the Skins for the 2013 through 2016 seasons. The concern with the Rams defense, of course, is an all-time great interior defensive lineman, Aaron Donald. Uh, This is his age 32 season. He, for this regular season through week 14, was tied for eighth in the NFL in quarterback hits with 21 and was number one (laughs) among all qualified interior defensive linemen in the NFL in ESPN's pass rush win rate as determined by player tracking data from the NFL's next-gen stats. Yeah, number one. Uh, Now, Commander's interior defensive lineman, Jonathan Allen, uh, was number 18. Uh, That's good. I give John credit for that. But Aaron Donald is a freak. His overall grade for pro football focus for this regular season is 89.9. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the great Aaron Donald. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Uh, you got to pay close attention to him because he can wreck a game. I've been in one of those where he's he's made a lot of hay and he forces you to to keep focus on him. But uh, it's always fun. It's always a unique challenge. Uh, 
You just got to make sure that you're not finding yourself being a fan and, 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 and saying, damn, did you see that move that he just made? Did you see how quick he got off the ball? You know, so I'm a huge Aaron Donald fan just because of the work ethic that he applies. And, you know, I say this and this ain't no shot at him. I mean, it's reality. Everybody always talk about uh, the lack of size that he's had. And the only thing, he's just been an incredible giant throughout his entire career, you know, uh, playing with that organization. I tell you, one of <laughs> the funniest things to me about these Eric Bieniemy Thursday afternoon press conferences is how he at seemingly everyone of these press conferences gets asked about how things are going for him calling plays or how he has evolved this season as a play caller or offensive coordinator. He gets asked about at least one of these things in some way at seemingly every one of these press conferences. He on Thursday afternoon again got asked about how he this season has grown as a play caller and offensive coordinator. His answer included him again saying that he did call some plays while serving as Chiefs offensive coordinator. This is like Groundhog Day, okay? The same questions, the same answers. But here you go, Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon with his answer to the oh-so-pressing question of how he this season has grown as a play caller and offensive coordinator. I think I've grown tremendously because I've had an opportunity to to do it for five years. Uh, on top of that, I'm doing it this year. I think people forget that, yes, I did. Uh, I was a coordinator in Kansas City. And, yes, I did call plays. All right. Obviously, the head man always has 51% of the vote, as he should. Okay. <laughs> but when it's all said and done with, have I grown? Yes. Okay. Can I always be better? Yes. There's always room for growth. So the thing that I'm always focuses on is, all right, how could I have helped when this particular situation, a third down situation may have uh, come up or a two minute situation? And so you just reflect on some of those things and you go back, you replay those situations in your head. You replay those situations with your coaches and you discuss it. You take notes on it. You grow from it and you move forward. So those are the things I think more than anything that I'm growing with. Just taking insight and taking feedback and learning from that. And one more for you from Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon. He talked about running back Brian Robinson Jr., who really is one of the best pass-catching backs in the NFL this season. Consider the following with Brian Robinson for this regular season through Week 14. He was number one among all qualified players in the NFL in yards after catch per reception. Yak! Per reception at 12.6. That according to Sport Radar. Also, he was number seven among 48 NFL running backs, each with at least 20 targets in receiving DVOA. When it comes to the commander's passing offense under Eric Bieniemy, things have not gone particularly well for the commander's top two receivers, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson, but things have gone very well for Brian Robinson. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on Brian Robinson. We've, we've helped one another. People like to put people in certain categories. He's a running back. He just runs the ball. Now, he's a football player that happens to play the running back position. I think Brian has done an, an outstanding job of accepting that role. I mean, 
He's he's become a uh, 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 a guy that Sam can count on. I mean, he's made tremendous plays not only in the in the pass game as a receiver. He's made some huge plays in the run game, but also too, he's done a heck of a job of stepping up in the pocket and knocking the hell out of some blitzing backers. So. I love the growth that he has shown, but also, too, he's helped me to grow because there are certain things that I know that I got to do a better job of highlighting uh, of him and just showing his strengths more. All right, time now for my underdog fantasy plays for Commander's Rams. Underdog Fantasy has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. One of the best aspects of Underdog Fantasy is its higher-lower plays. I have two higher-lower plays for Commander's Rams. Uh, The higher-lower total for rushing yards for Sam Howell is 16.5. This season have had a lot of success going higher on the Sam Howell rushing yardage total. So let us ride that train once again. I will go higher on Sam having 16.5 rushing yards at the Rams. And the higher lower total for receiving yards for Rams receiver Puka Nakua, much more on him during Rhyming Keys, is 67 and a half. Uh, We all know (laughs) the deal with the commander's secondary. It this season has gotten destroyed by opposing teams' number one receivers. Puka Nakua is having a monster rookie season, so I will go higher on Puka having 67 and a half receiving yards. So Sam Howell higher than 16 and a half rushing yards and Puka Nakua higher than 67 and a half receiving yards. And all of this is through Underdog Fantasy. Join us. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and take advantage of the great offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $100 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI. Just type in my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, the Commanders' 45-15 loss to the Miami Dolphins at FedEx Field clinched a seventh consecutive non-winning regular season for Washington. Uh, the Commanders now are 4-9. The best that they can do this regular season is 8-9. and nine. Washington has not had a winning regular season since going 8-7-1 and one in the 2016 regular season. And while technically (laughs) the commanders have not been eliminated from playoff contention, there is no point in paying attention to where the team is regarding the postseason. We on this podcast for weeks now have been much more focused on where the team is regarding positioning in the 2024 NFL draft. And so given the state of the commander's season and given that the commander's managing partner, Josh Harris, no later than shortly after the end of the team season, will no doubt be firing head coach Ron Rivera and igniting massive change with the team's football operations. We are done with doing rhyming keys for commander's wins for this season. I don't want the commanders to win another game this season. What I want with the team over its final four games this regular season are two things. Quarterback Sam Howell to play well and the commanders to lose. And so my friends, it is time for (laughs) rhyming keys for Sam Howell playing well and a commander's loss. Yes, rhyming keys for Sam Howell playing well and a commander's loss. Now, these rhymes, they are not meant to be good. Uh, They are not good. Uh, They are only meant to make a few points. And in fact, I have a saying for rhyming keys, the worse the rhyme, the better the time. And so let's have a good time. Four nine commanders at the six and seven Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. How does our team thread the needle of Sam playing well, but the team losing the game? Well, We now rhyme the ways. Here we go. Hardcore analysis combined with scheduled fun. Rhyming key number one. This is for Sam Howell. When it comes to your problems of sacks and picks, this Rams defense is just the fix. Uh, Sam Howell, among qualified NFL quarterbacks per pro football reference for this regular season through week 14, had the fifth worst sack percentage, 10.2, and the fourth worst interception percentage, 2.8. Well, this Rams defense is bad at generating both sacks and interceptions. The Rams for this regular season through week 14 were just 26th out of 32 NFL teams and team sack percentage 5.92 and were tied for just 23rd out of 32 NFL teams in interceptions with seven. Now, we earlier this season did see multiple defenses that were bad at getting sacks rack up a lot of sacks in games against the commanders. But the Sam Howell sack problem has gotten better. The pick six problem has been the big problem lately. Sam 
has thrown a pick six in each of the team's last three games. But this is not a Rams defense that has been good at sacking quarterbacks or producing interceptions. So hopefully that trend continues on Sunday. And so rhyming key number one, this for Sam Howell. When it comes to your problems of sacks and picks, this Rams defense is just the fix. Rhyming key for Sam Howell playing well, but the commanders losing at the Rams. Number two, this is for the commander's secondary. You know what's up, so get appropriately burned by Nakua and Cup. Uh, The Rams have a good receiving core. Now, a key Rams receiver, Tutu Atwell, is in concussion protocol, but the Rams' top two receivers, Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, are very capable. This guy, Puka Nakua, how about him? The Rams took him in the fifth round of the 2023 NFL Draft at a BYU. He, for this regular season through week 14, was number five in the NFL in receiving yards with 1,113, a stunningly productive rookie season. And Cooper Cup, who the Rams took in the third round of the 2017 draft out of Eastern Washington, his numbers for this season are down as compared to what he had been doing. But he, for this regular season, does still have 41 receptions for 547 yards and three touchdowns on 69 targets. So the Rams, for this regular season through week 14, were tied for number four in the NFL in explosive passing plays with 53, an explosive passing play being one of at least 20 yards. So the Rams, Matthew Stafford, he for this regular season through week 14 was number seven among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL and ESPN's total QBR. He's having a good season. This Rams passing offense profiles as one that should work the commander's pass defense. Now is not the time for this commander's secondary, which has been wretched this season, to become good. And so rhyming key number two, this for the commander's secondary, you know what's up, so get appropriately burned by Nakua and Cup. And rhyming key for Sam Howell playing well, but the commander's losing at the Rams. Number three, (laughs) this is for the commander's defensive front. We don't need no siren, but get run on by Kyron. So believe it or not, the commander's run defense this season has been very good. Uh, It is the team's pass defense that has been the problem. We actually had the exact same dynamic for the 2021 season, but the commanders for this regular season through week 14 per DVOA were number eight in the NFL in run defense and were number 32 in the NFL dead last in pass defense. I know that it hasn't always seemed like it, but the commander's run defense this season actually has been very good. Well, Uh, That run defense is going to be tested on Sunday by Rams running back Kyron Williams. The Rams took him in the fifth round of the 2022 draft at Notre Dame. He, for this regular season through week 14, was number seven in the NFL in rushing yards with 801. And per pro football reference, was number seven among all qualified players in the NFL in yards per carry 5.04. By the way, are you noticing a pattern with these key Rams offensive players. Puka Nakua, 2023 fifth round pick. Cooper Cup, 2017 third round pick. Kyron Williams, 2023 fifth round pick. The Rams' top tight end is Tyler Higbee. They took him in the fourth round of the 2016 draft 
out of Western Kentucky. The Rams F them picks philosophy actually is misleading. The phrase should be F them first round picks. The Rams have not taken a player with a first round pick in an NFL draft since taking quarterback Jared Goff with the number one overall pick in the 2016 draft. But the Rams have done a really good job with non-first round picks. So the Rams for this regular season through week 14 were number nine in the NFL in total offense per DVOA. Kyron Williams, a big reason why. And so rhyming key number three, this for the commander's defensive front. We don't need no siren. But get run on by Kyron. All right, it is prediction time. The commanders per Crab Sports plus six and a half. The public is all over the Rams. There's definite value in taking the commanders, but the Rams actually very much need this game. They are one of six NFC teams currently at six and seven. You know that the Rams are looking at this game as a gotta win game given the opponent. Now, that does not guarantee anything. We know how the NFL goes, but uh, we just may be at tap out time with this commander's defense. We'll see. But give me the Rams minus the six and a half. Final score Rams 31, Commanders 21. And that is brought to us by Crab Sports. Crab Sports is Maryland's number one sports book. You can visit crabsports.com or download the new Crab Sports app, which is available in both the App Store and Google Play. Join Crab Sports now with the promo code GALDI, G A L D I, my last name, GALDI. Uh, so, crabsports.com or the Crab Sports app, promo code GALDI. And Crab Sports is making your holiday season even more merrier this year with the Crab Sports 12 Days of Crabmas. Yes, the 12 Days of Crabmas. All users of Crab Sports will be receiving daily promotions counting down to Christmas Day. Uh, these are festive promotions that will include odds boosts, local player boosts, bet insurance opportunities, and more. If you are not already betting with Crab Sports, which is a local sports book, you gotta get with Crab Sports. Sign up now with the promo code GALDI and get an additional $10 free bet after your first deposit. Crab Sports is awesome. Visit crabsports.com or download the new Crab Sports app and use that promo code GALDI. And as always, Crab Sports wants to remind you to please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 years of age or older. Well, the Capitals on Thursday night begin a stretch of three games in four days with all three games on the road. Uh, the Caps right now are playing a lot of road games. The Caps are in the midst of a stretch of 12 of 16 games on the road. And the Caps on Thursday night did lose, although they did get a point. Uh, the Caps fell to 14-8-4 in this NHL regular season with a 4-3 shootout loss at the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday night. Disappointing loss for two reasons. A, the Caps blew a 2-1 third period lead and a 3-2 third period lead. And B, the Flyers were without their number one goaltender, Carter Hart, due to illness. Although the Caps were without center of Genny Kuznetsov due to illness. Also were without winger Sonny Milano due to an upper body injury. Uh, we once again had Charlie Lindgren as the Caps starting goaltender. Seventh 
time in 13 games since Darcy Kemper returned from injury that Lindgren was the Caps starting goaltender. This really has become a timeshare for the Caps at goaltender. Uh, Lindgren on Thursday night stopped 29 of the 32 shots on goal that he faced. He gave up an even-strength goal by winger Owen Tippett on a wrister from just in front of the blue line behind the left circle, 17-01 into the third period to tie the game at three. You hated to see Lindgren give up the game-tying goal on a long-range shot like that, although uh, he on the play was screened big time by Flyers defenseman Travis Sanheim, who is a load man. Uh, Sanheim is listed as being 6'4 and 222 pounds, and he was standing right in the low slot. Uh, and Lindgren then had to make multiple big saves just to get the game to overtime. But the Caps on Thursday night did do a good number of good things. The Caps went 5-5 five five on the penalty kill. The Caps went 1-3 on the power play. Yes, the Caps scored a power play goal in proving to 7 of 76 on the power play in this regular season. Top line right wing Tom Wilson, he scored a power play goal 15-29 into the second period for his sixth goal in seven games. He also had a secondary assist. Top line center Dylan Strom scored an even strength goal 9-05 into the third period for his team leading 12th goal this regular season. He also had a primary assist and a team high five shots on goal. And Top line left wing Alex Ovechkin. Look, no points. Uh, so his goalless streak now is at 11 games, longest regular season goal drought of his NHL career. That is a big deal, no question. But Ovi on Thursday night did have a game high tying 11 total shot attempts. Uh, this was Caps head coach Spencer Carberry during his postgame session with reporters on Thursday night. Yeah, I thought we had a lot of um, good things going for us throughout the game. Uh, liked our start, liked our second period. I thought uh, put ourselves in a good position heading into the third period. Power play scores a big goal. Uh, e- even liked our third period for the first probably however long. We give up the second goal. Not a, not a great um, coverage scenario for us. But then we we score relatively quickly right after that to regain the league. Doesn't doesn't rattle us. And then after that, I thought. Um, game fell apart I, I thought we didn't manage the game very well at all made some uncharacteristic mistakes started to do things that we haven't done all year playing with the lead of where it um, we just now yeah we just got back on our heels well, next up for the Caps, two games this weekend at the Nashville Predators, Saturday night at 8 and at the Carolina Hurricanes, Sunday evening at 6. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 722. We'll have a lot for you on the Commanders, off whatever happens in their game at the Los Angeles Rams this Sunday afternoon at 4.05. Also on Monday show, I'll talk Capitals, Wizards, and college basketball. The Caps, as we just discussed, have two games this weekend at the Nashville Predators Saturday night at 8 and at the Carolina Hurricanes Sunday evening at 6. The Wizards have two games this weekend, home to the Indiana Pacers Friday night at 7 and at the Phoenix Suns Sunday night at 8. And 
College basketball this weekend. Georgetown is at Notre Dame Saturday afternoon at 2.15. At number 20, James Madison is at Hampton Saturday afternoon at 2. Number 22, Virginia is home to Northeastern Saturday evening at 6. And Virginia Tech is home to Vermont Saturday afternoon at 4. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. It's been a great experience. Do you always want it to be better? Yes. Okay. Do you want to win? You, you, you got damn right.